0: We strive but fail.
1: <laughs> do you take this woman to watch movies? And do you take this man to talk about them? I now pronounce you a podcast. Welcome everyone to another episode of Wife Watches. I'm your host Jason and joining me as always perfecting her early morning routine with a nice clean scalp shave. It's my wife Courtney.
0: Hello everybody here with the scalp shave do I need do I need to do that every time you introduce me do I need to like reference it again or should I not
1: uh, you do whatever you want to do okay we are here continuing our quarantine uh, themed episodes yeah. How, how are you doing? How are you doing with the quarantine? We're, you know, in, we're in week three.
0: We're in week three. Um, I'm getting tested tomorrow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> For the coronavirus. For
0: the coronavirus. Probably don't have it, but better safe than sorry.
1: Yeah, we were involved in what we thought might be an April Fool's Day scam.
0: Uh-huh. Turns out it's not. Well. It's not.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we uh We can get tested, but you didn't. You didn't get approved. I didn't qualify. For a, for a test. Yeah. So I guess I'll go without you and shove a stick down my throat.
1: What are we watching today?
0: The War of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. I guess just War of the Planet of the Apes. Four. Okay. War for the Planet of the Apes.
1: How are you doing so far with this Good, series? Good, but I'm
0: ready to be done.
1: With the series? Yeah.
0: I mean, like this one, I'm glad it's our last I, it's been good, but okay. I'm just like, I'm ready to be done.
1: That's funny you say that because the other night I walked in on you looking at pictures of monkeys on your phone. <laughs> so it seems like you're kind of like a... They were apes. It yeah. seems like you're kind of just like an animal girl now.
0: Yeah, I'm the next Jane Goodall. Do you know who Jane Goodall is?
1: Yeah, I feel like you said her name kind of weird.
0: How would you say her name?
1: Jane Goodall. Also, we watched... Uh, all of Tiger King over the weekend.
0: Yeah, and there were apes in that.
1: And every time an ape showed up, your face <laughs> lit up.
0: <laughs> okay, you know what? I, 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 I'm I now seeing why you're surprised I'm ready to be done with these ape movies.
1: And because last time we talked about a Planet of the Apes movie, you just unprompted said you would want a spinoff movie of a side character.
0: I would, but I'm just... Uh, here's the thing. I'm ready to move on.
1: Well, you've never seen this movie before. I have not. This came out in 2017. What are your expectations going into this movie? This is the most recent uh, release, so this will essentially I, be the last movie.
0: I think this will be. Um, what is the main character's name? Caesar. No, Chandler, Corbin, Calvin, Colton. What is his name?
1: Who? Are, who? Who are you talking the about? The main
0: character. The the main. Sorry, the main human.
1: From the second one. Yeah. Malcolm.
0: I know, was a weird name. Malcolm. <laughs> okay. I think Malcolm is going to be very conflicted in this, and I also think Caesar's going to be very conflicted. Interesting. Because I think their people will, and their apes will be fighting against each other, and they don't really want to fight because they both see the other person's side. Okay. The other ape's side.
1: Oh, no, very good. <laughs> I kind of want to do this on air because I usually reveal to you as we're watching it, but do you want me to tell you if who of the, of the last movie's cast even shows up oh in this gosh, movie. Oh my gosh, is
0: Malcolm not even in this? Carrie <gasps> uh, Russell? Oh my gosh!
1: Look, here's the thing. These movies are... It's Caesar's story. This is what, I, what I, happened to me in real time going from movie to movie and being like...
0: Okay, well, I was fine with the last one when James Franco didn't show up.
1: That's the thing. And it, they're more like each of the, it really is like, this is Caesar's story and each of the humans and characters that show up in each of the movies have to relate to what is his arc going to be. And there, a lot of the times the humans that show up, their kind of moralities and their moral compasses are built and their characters are built to reflect like the moral growth or like the moral questions that Caesar's going to have. Okay. I do think, though, as you reacted in the last two to certain actors and actresses popping up, I do think there is at least one person you'll be like,
0: what? I can't wait. Yeah. Do you think there's more? You said at least one.
1: Um, I think at least one. I, I kind of actually don't remember. Yeah, I think it's just probably will be the one that you'll really okay. react to. The year is 2017. <laughs> We've done this year before. But the president is Donald Trump. Do you know what the top song of the year is?
0: Is it Justin Bieber?
1: Oh, you know what it is?
0: What?
1: <clears throat> summer 2017. Because 2017 overall is... It's not is, Justin Bieber, Despacito. That's what it is.
0: Yeah! <laughs> Woo!
1: So I was going to say, summer or 2017 overall was Shape of You.
0: Despacito. I even said it with
1: like a little, like, Despacito. <laughs> um. There was the Oscar gate this year, where they accidentally gave Best Picture to La La Land for a couple of seconds.
0: That was one of the most shocking things that has happened in my lifetime.
1: <laughs> Beyonce had twins this sure. summer. Heron, Harry and Meghan got engaged. <laughs> Sorry, Heron is their celebrity name. Um, The last point I had was that Kendall Jenner's Pepsi commercial also came out that year.
0: Oh, oof, oof. Oh. Ah, I'm pulling my color. Ah. Yeah,
1: she really is. All right, are you there? Are you in 2017? I'm
0: here. I'm fully in 2017.
1: Okay, we're going to watch this movie.
0: Can't wait. Let's go do it.
1: Yeah. And we're back.
0: We're back.
1: Courtney, what did we just watch?
0: We watched War for the Planet of the Apes. What did you think? I loved it. I loved it. (laughs) It was so good. It was the best one, for sure. (laughs) Didn't you think so?
1: Uh, yeah, I actually think I liked uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes more. Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, no, I didn't.
1: Um, okay, what did you, wow.
0: I, I loved it. I was, I say this every time, I was locked in. But I really like, it was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, so interesting to watch because it was so well done. Like, the CGI was so good. So, like, everything that they did, every place that they went was so cool. We both, like, did a little, huh. When they were, like, walking on the beach or they were, like, running on horses on the beach. You were, like, just look how good that is.
1: Oh, yeah. I feel like that was throughout the entire movie. We just kept being, like, there would just be a close-up on an ape. And we would just be like,
0: "What?" I know it was so great. Yeah.
1: Who is the best looking ape?
0: I always think it's Marcel. Maurice. <laughs> Maurice. Yeah. Maurice is, I think, the best looking ape. Yeah. I he was also the best. He's the best character. I, I love him.
1: I guess what parts really spoke to you so much? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I loved when they had the little girl and they were just kind of like on a journey. Mm-hmm. With her and the gorilla, I don't know his name. Is he the gorilla from the very first one? I would assume.
1: I can't remember if he's killed at the end of the first one, and so this should, mm. but that would make sense that that would be the same yeah, gorilla, right? Yeah, cuz it's like
0: Rocket Maurice. Yeah. Caesar and the gorilla.
1: It's been 2 years. Since the last movie.
0: Since we last saw Carrie Russell.
1: Yeah. I warned you that none of the cast would be returning.
0: Right. Almost makes it more interesting because you're like, oh, what's going to happen now? And the person that you were like...
1: I warned you that at least one person in this movie would make you...
0: And there was only one. Yeah. There really wasn't anyone else in the movie. That's why
1: I said that because I couldn't remember if there were other really notable actors in it, but there really isn't.
0: No. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Which I thought was a great choice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's very terrifying. There were a lot of, like, World War II-ish, like, vibes. This is definitely more
1: of, like, a war movie. Because the film opens up with a battle between the apes and the humans. And you're kind of reintroduced to what the conflict is, I guess. Yeah. And then pretty soon, the humans that are led by this colonel, they infiltrate the ape sanctuary. Which is
0: new. They had to move because they ruined the last one. Kobo ruined the last one. Oh, yeah. Which, this one's way better. So then Woody, Woody Harrelson comes through. Which I... I like this part too. He comes through the waterfall and kills uh, Blue Eyes and Cornelia. And that really pisses Caesar off. He's like from the beginning very angry. Well, it's just like a different side of him. It's like a more... In- He's like such a round character.
1: I thought that was really interesting. An interesting conflict for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt Reeves, the director, and Mark Bomback was his screenwriting partner. They really wanted to deuce, like, have the consequences of Dawn of the Planet of the Apes carry over into this one. Okay. And there was some debate about if they should have Koba survive and be back in this one. They didn't want to because they felt like he wouldn't really bring anything new to the story that he hadn't already, like that yeah. that character wouldn't have already accomplished.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: They wanted to keep him alive as an idea. Throughout the movie, Caesar keeps seeing Koba and having these like nightmares yes. or like hallucinations of Koba. And they wanted it to seem like, for the first time, Caesar would be in danger of losing his empathy. So that would be what his journey was of, has he become too much like Koba? Maurice was right.
2: I am. Uh... escape his hate. And I still cannot escape mine. He took too much from me.
1: So you said this was like a war movie. A majority of the movie is spent in essentially like a concentration camp. Yeah. For the apes. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of Woody Harrelson's character?
0: It's terrifying. I- Ruthless.
1: Yeah. It was a good contrast to the humans that were in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, yeah. ultra militant, like you said, like nationalistic. They're even they're even ostracized by like other human groups. Like the military is coming to look for him. Yeah. This
2: is a holy war. All of human history has led to this moment. If we lose, it will be the last of our kind. It will be a planet of apes. I didn't mean to kill your son but if his destiny was to inherit your unholy kingdom
0: I'm glad I did (laughs) it SO EMOTIONAL the other guy who they let go, the apes let him go. It's yeah. It's soldier. Preacher. That guy sucks. <laughs> yeah. So they let him go at the beginning. The apes do. You like wonder if he's gonna like change because anyway. But there, there's,
1: a, there's a gorilla that was part of Koba's crew.
0: Who now is with on the other side. Yeah. Which makes... No sense.
1: It doesn't, but they're just so hateful to Caesar, I guess. There's apes that have defected and are working against.
0: And they're treated like garbage. Yeah. As you're watching them, so they, they go through that like journey with the little girl... Um, and then they get into the Caesars like, you guys go. He's with Rocket and Maurice and the little girl and a new character we haven't even talked about who is just the bad ape, I guess. Um, So he goes back. He goes into like the co- it's
1: like a POW camp.
0: Yeah. It's- and he gets so he goes into there and he's treated just like the other apes, except they know who he is and he's kind of tortured for a while. And the other guy, what's his name again? Preacher. He ki- you kind of like wonder if he's going to turn. He's like clearly conflicted, like visibly conflicted. And he never does. And it's like it adds to like some of the tension. I think it's it's interesting that he
1: never does. I
0: do too. It's very like I predicted that he would. And the person who ends up helping him is that big gorilla who hates him.
1: They do meet Nova, and she's mute. At what point did you catch on that this was something that her muteness was a mutation of the virus from the first movie?
0: When they find the three bodies from the, sol- the soldiers' bodies, mm-hmm. and then the guy wakes up, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, he can't talk either. I'm like, oh, this is something... They're starting to, like, not be able to talk.
1: So Nova, that's kind of a callback to the very first movie, Planet of the Apes. The main girl that's, like, Charlton Heston's, I guess, love interest, her name is also Nova. And she's mute because all the humans can't talk. So that was actually something...
0: Interesting.
1: I didn't realize they were going to go this route, um, but they are definitely have been steering this story so that it goes in... These aren't prequels to the old movies, but they're definitely going in the same direction. So I thought it was really interesting that they included the virus growing and changing to cause humans just to completely.
0: That's a really interesting way to use the virus too.
1: Mark Bomback, the co-writer, he talked. He like had researched different viruses and he discovered a there's like a Spanish flu that had mutated and so like people would go like fall into comas. So he was like studying how different viruses can change over time, which is kind of weird to think about. Yeah, uh, yeah. With uh our current situation. But they, they were showing how it, this is the movie where humans are beginning to devolve and the apes are beginning to evolve. Evil,
2: yeah. Do you have any idea what your mercy would do to us? You're much stronger than we are. You're smart as hell. No matter what you say, you'd eventually replace us. That's the law of nature. The irony is we created you. Try to defy nature, bend it to our will. Nature has been punishing us for our arrogance ever since.
1: Another thing they wanted to kind of expand out the story was to sh- like the introduction of Bad Ape. They wanted to show that it wasn't just Caesar's small band of apes yes. that have been changing and growing, but that other apes, other in different places, have also been getting smarter and. That it's a worldwide phenomena.
0: You you said you were gonna tell me who voiced Bad Ape.
1: Steve Zahn.
2: I see, girl. I think you human, oh, but you ape like me.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, that's perfect. I love that.
1: What did, did you like, Bad Ape?
0: Oh, Bad Ape was the best.
1: You had a great time. With
0: I him. loved that character. He just like because this one's definitely. I felt like this one was. the Darkest. Well, I don't know. The last it's one's very, really dark.
1: I don't know. It's really grim. Uh, they're all kind of... They're
0: pretty dark. <sighs> yeah. Um, having him in the third one and not having like any sort of really comedic relief in the first two, it fit really well. It didn't feel like s- too silly or like, I liked it. They're, yeah. They're in,
1: like a gift shop.
0: It's like a ski lodge gift shop.
1: Yeah. And he like scrambles to go like find something that he like wants to show them. He like fell over. That's Steve Zahn actually just fell over. He is also one of the apes that just looked phenomenal. Yeah, I couldn't believe how good he looked.
0: And he was like weirdly adorable.
1: Yeah, he's like kind of like charming, Shriveled.
0: Yeah, yeah. he's just cute and yeah. like scared of everything. The end when they're like finding a way to save every- When Rocket, I started to kind of cry. What I, that was like a lot of jumbled thoughts. When Nova is in the camp, she's like bringing food to Caesar because they're not feeding Caesar. So she's like going between the cages. Mm -hmm. and they start to get alerted. The guards start to get alerted. Bad Ape and Maurice just, like, run off, and Rocket is just like, I'll take care of it. And he, like, basically sacrifices himself.
1: So a distraction so that Nova can get away? Yeah. Yeah.
0: That made me cry a little Wow. I think, too, because, like, in the first one, Rocket is a jerk.
1: Yeah, he's the one that fights Caesar.
0: Yeah, he's for sure the one that I was like, oh, this guy's gonna be trouble.
1: Yeah, no, that was really good.
0: They like, their plan was so good. It just was a great movie. That actually was
1: a really clever plan. Yes. To like throw shit at the guards so that he comes in and then they just like set a trap for him and take the keys. Yeah. Yeah, it was was a pretty clever plan. I would say the bulk of this movie takes place on that compound. Yeah. Matt Reeves talked about how he wanted this film to really cement caesar's status as like this mythical figure for future generations of apes Uh uh-huh this is a quote from him where he said the first film was very much about his rise from humble beginnings to being a revolutionary the second movie was about having to rise to the challenge of being a great leader in the most difficult of times and this story is going to cement his status as a seminal figure in ape history an almost biblical status he's going to become like a mythic ape figure like moses they took inspiration from movies like *The Bridge on the River Kwai* or *The Great Escape*. I don't know if you've seen either I of those. I haven't seen them. But they are sprawling epics that have to do in wartime POW camps and not only trying to like escape from POW camps, but like the struggle between trying to like kind of stand up to the authority of the camps, while also like in what little ways that you can to like show yeah. defiance. I think they really pull off those elements really well, of like Caesar versus the uh-huh. Colonel. And then they also wanted to draw elements from like Ben Hur and the Ten commandments they especially drew inspiration from exodus uh i'll just read this from wikipedia all right the humans enslave the apes to be construction workers and are ill treated due to a lack of adequate food and water later the apes escape and cross a desert to a new home far away from the humans where they can live in peace like Moses, Caesar, Caesar struggles to control his darker impulses and never quite reaches the promised land. The life of Moses, all like the different phases that he kind of goes through, they wanted Caesar to kind of emulate those same steps. Okay. And that ultimately Caesar was the one who led them from this and led them to their promised land.
0: Which just sucks because Preacher shoots him with an arrow.
1: I think Matt Reeves is such a great director because he's able to execute just really great tension in scenes. The apes escape, they get all the apes and they're trying, like, they're sneaking out in... right when that happens the rest of the like the world military I guess yeah, shows up to basically destroy this compound that the colonel has created as that's happening the apes are like leaving the colonel's people start like opening fire on the, the apes. apes Yeah, Caesar's running like across the courtyard with a bunch of grenades and it's going in slow-mo and you think like oh it's clearly set up to like this is gonna he's gonna throw it it's gonna blow up everything and he just gets shot and just undercuts the moment entirely it's like different yeah. moments like that where he's just a great filmmaker
0: I'd also I also want to add when... So all the apes have run up the mountain and Caesar is like standing there. And then all of the soldiers start to realize that there's an ape right there. And so they all start to turn, pull their guns up. Right before that happens, the apes on the mountain, one of them slips and a little piece of snow falls and they grab him And then all of a sudden... Right as, like, everyone's about to shoot at Caesar, this avalanche just, like, barrels down the mountain. Yeah. And you're like, what is going to happen?
1: Okay. We, I feel like I bring this up every episode. You don't love action sequences. Right. In the different action sequences of this film, and like, big set pieces, how, how did you, how were you doing?
0: I just was like, I don't know how this is going to end. I was fine. I wasn't bored at all. Well, so then the monkeys run up the trees and they hold on for dear freaking life.
1: There's actually something I like about the way that the action is shot in this movie is it's still very, there's still a lot of like summer blockbuster spectacle. But he doesn't ever really lose sight of who you're supposed to be emotionally grounded with. Yeah. So you do get a lot of like it's so loud and the like the explosions are happening everywhere and the avalanche you're seeing so much of it. But for the like the real emotional climax of the avalanche sequence, it's just like a slow zoom in on Caesar just holding on yeah. while everything's just turning white around him. Yeah. So you're never really. You never really lose track of like, who you're supposed to emotionally be connecting with and all of it. The Colonel's fate in this movie.
0: It's very bleak and sad.
1: By the way this story is going, all the, every human who apparently lived through the virus, the first round of the virus, will succumb to a second round where they'll just go mute and devolve.
2: Their medic had a theory before he stopped speaking, that the virus that almost wiped us out the virus that every human survivor still carries, that suddenly changed, mutated. And that if it spread, it would destroy humanity for good this time. Not by killing us, but by robbing us of those things that make us human. Our speech, our higher thinking, would turn us into beasts. You talk about mercy? What would you have done? That is so bleak.
0: Yeah.
1: There is like a justice in it, it happening to him.
0: The worst punishment that he can think of is what happens to him.
1: At least for me, I felt a lot of empathy in that moment where he goes back. He gets into the colonel's quarters and goes back to that room and he can't move. He's just on the bed. And he's still present enough and it really I don't know that's uh, like that's what's interesting about all these this whole trilogy is even people who are very despicable or characters who you just think are terrible you kind of do at least see where they're coming from or like their motivations make sense yeah and you you do kind of feel bad for it like he seems so pathetic in this moment yeah and you realize like the thing that he was he'd gone to the extreme and gone so militant to prevent this future of for his own race it's happening and he is very aware in that moment that that's going to happen now to everyone He was a really he was a really interesting character. He was a
0: very good villain and like just so the opposite of Caesar who has so much empathy and like doesn't ever want to murder anyone. yeah so they get there they're Mm -hmm. riding horses the gang's all there caesar's doing surprisingly well for having half of an arrow in his body they get to like the desert with a lake everything seems great maurice is talking to caesar and he realizes that caesar is bleeding heavily and he kind of freaks out for a second and then they talk and he has like caesar has like this closing monologue before he dies don't worry (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> did cry when he died it was like very emotional and he very unfair things happened to him first of all to land him in this place his life was just very unfair and he did so much with it and he saved all of those animals lives and then took them to a safe place i did wonder it would be interesting to see like another one (laughs) with cornelius his son his only living relative i also wondered What's going to happen to the little girl? Nova? Yeah, I guess she's just an ape now.
1: Whatever, however they wanted the story to continue will probably look in a way like the original series was where they just kind of, humans are just sort of either pets or like cattle. Interesting. Like they're just animals, like beasts. Yeah. I also
0: like the relationship between Maurice and Nova. Yeah. That was sweet. Maurice is the best.
1: They talked about they wanted to have like their final scene together and have Maurice there because they were the first two apes to communicate to each other and that's kind of why I got emotional too at the end is that he just did he like suffered and went through so much to like get his people out of there and they all witnessed how much he went through yeah that idea like they will always remember like who he was
0: oh yeah Maurice says like son
2: will know who was father And what Caesar did for us.
1: Matt Reeves had said that the real like accomplishment of the movie would be by the end of the movie, you're an ape. Like that you would see things from Caesar's perspective and that you would identify with the apes over the humans, I yes,
0: guess. Yes, 100%. I'm an ape. I'm an ape all the way.
1: You have you have a sketchbook of some girls draw horses, you draw <laughs> apes. Did Caesar's death surprise you?
0: Yeah, in a way. I I, th- I would say like him coming out of that whole situation, riding a horse into their new oasis mm-hmm. was more surprising that I was like, how did he survive this? I was like, well, okay, whatever. And then he's dying and he's next to Maurice. And then he starts like actually dying. And then I was like, oh, there it is. That makes sense.
1: I actually think that's probably the best way they could have done this. Because I kind of thought going into the third one that I was like, I bet he dies in this. You're kind of just waiting for him to die in that final battle. Yeah. And so when he doesn't, you're like, I guess they didn't do it. I guess he's just going to survive.
0: Yeah. And it's more surprising that he gets away.
1: Yeah. And so... But it's kind of like having their cake and eating it too. You still, you had the shock of him dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I liked it though. Yeah. What would you rate this movie out of four? Three. You really liked it. It was your favorite.
0: It was my favorite one. How would yeah. you
1: rank the trilogy?
0: This one first, number two second, and number one last. Well, even just for like watching them so closely together, you just, you really see how much better the CGI gets. It like you, It's like a drastic improvement.
1: It's incredible in this one. Yeah. Like we said a million times, it was stunning. Some of my favorite shots were of Caesar just kind of broken down. and his, his eyes were so red. Well, there were o- really only a couple shots that looked wonky in any way. Weta Digital came back for these effects. Same with Rise and with Dawn. Weta had over a year to do the digital effects.
0: So when you say that, you mean... All of the actors together wearing those suits. Mm -hmm. Nobody's wearing costumes.
1: No, they're all wearing... Suits. Yeah, suits with dots on their faces and on their their clothes. That's so cool. To track their movement. They gave them as much time as they could to make them feel and look as perfect as possible. This is also one of the first applications of a new rendering program, which lets them grow forests. And have trees that have natural variation i don't get that so have forests and plant life around that is essentially grown so they all look different and there's variety oh many of the snowy scenes were shot in real snowy conditions so it required special attention from the digital wizards at weta and the performers had to wear wetsuits beneath their mocap gear to keep them warm primatologists who saw the film maybe that's what you can aspire to be (laughs) they said that the apes behavior was surprisingly realistic they especially praised Karen Canval, who plays Maurice in all three of the movies and since obviously Karen is smaller than an orangutan, when Nova was on Maurice's back, they created they had to create a special backpack to add girth and support so that she could carry the girl.
0: I loved those parts
1: actually, I actually I really liked the scene where they they kind of Maurice and Nova bond we like you yeah. kind of talked about their relationship is really good, but that orangutan would be terrifying if yes. you just saw it. And it makes kind of like an echoey, like, oh,
2: oh, yeah. like noise. Yeah.
1: And how he's just able to communicate to her, like, I'm friendly. And like, he grabs like that doll for her. Yeah. It's really good. When Caesar confronts the colonel at the end, right before, right as like the human army are, are attacking, the tears are real tears from Andy Serkis. Whoa. Uh, Weta tried to recreate them on Caesar's face, but were an, unable to capture it right. So they just lifted the footage of the tear and then... Layered it on top of the ape face. Oh
0: my gosh!
1: So this movie was released summer 2017. It grossed 490 million dollars worldwide on a budget of 150. So it didn't make as much as the last one, but still quite a bit. Um, it has a 94 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It was also nominated for best visual effects. 94
0: percent. A- uh huh. Wow. Yeah. Do you know what's funny? Is probably during the Oscars. I was like, Planet of the Apes. Aw
1: Oh, you probably were, huh? I
0: probably was. I was
1: pulling for them. I really wanted them to win. This but was
0: like early 2018,
1: right? Blade Runner 2049 won that year. okay. Which is, you, you know... You love. You're I, obsessed with. That movie is beautiful. Yeah. But I was really pulling for it because I was like, I saw this in theaters and I could not believe it.
0: I wish I had saw, seen it in just theaters.
1: On on the biggest screen you can imagine just... They, I, it would have been amazing it was crazy and the other thing I'm really impressed about this movie is they look so real in the harshest of conditions yeah like digitally I mean so much of it is just in broad daylight with white snow around you like there's just there nothing. The beach too yeah yeah the beach the snow just like gravel and just bright lighting it's so unforgiving yeah and it looked incredible Scott Colora of IGN said that it was a rare case where after three movies we're left wanting more. I agree. Sounds like that's for your ass.
0: You cannot believe how much I like Planet of the Apes. I mean You couldn't have predicted it.
1: One of my goals of 2019 was to basically get you on board with the Avengers films and the Star Wars movies.
0: Check, check.
1: And I would say that you Do you like Planet of the Apes more than those other than those franchises? No. No. You've definitely responded to it a lot. <laughs> Maybe more. more
0: than the Marvel ones because I haven't seen all. Of, but not Star Wars.
1: Really? You like Star yeah. Wars more than Planet of the Apes? Yes. Um Ao Scott of the New York Times also praised Andy Circus's performance, saying that it is one of the marvels of modern screen acting. Peter Travers of Rolling Stone also said that he performed with a resonant power and depth of a feeling that's nearly Shakespearean.
0: Shakespearean, that's good
1: it made it still made quite a bit of money and they wanted to do they were had plans to do a, f- a fourth movie those were kind of shuttered a bit when the in last year Disney bought 20th Century Fox uh-huh pretty soon after the acquisition Disney announced that they were developing future planet of the apes movies so okay. you you've got your wish yes um, it was also confirmed in August 2019 that any future installments would take place in the same universe as this trilogy and then on December 3rd of last year it was reported that Wes Ball was set to write and direct an untitled Planet of the Apes movie. Later that same day, Ball confirmed that he would be directing the film and that it would be set after the events of War for the Planet of the Apes following Caesar's legacy.
0: So we might get it. We might get Cornelius.
1: <laughs> we probably will. I imagine, well, I imagine they'd probably want to just pick up Start not Start over? Too... Well, they'd probably want to follow Cornelius.
0: Why wouldn't they?
1: Here's the thing, though. I don't really
0: know what more
1: you could really... Do.
0: Yeah, but you also didn't know that they could make this great of a movie on the seventh try.
1: That's true. You know, but a lot of this trilogy taking story elements from the f- original five and kind of mix and matching them, they've kind of exhausted all of the good ideas from those movies. So
0: hey, have a little faith, buddy.
1: I know, but I'm just saying. I don't know what you. I don't know what you do next, other than. You've already, like, the first one was, like, what if this happened, like, showing, like, how this would actually happen scientifically. The second film was, like, ape versus ape. And the third film was, like, ape versus human. I'm just curious where you could go next that would feel fresh.
0: I think apocalyptic. I think you stick close to, like, the world still being in a state of, like, apocalypse. hmm And how the apes come out of that and I, build a world. I guess
1: what you could do is you could adapt the same storyline from the very first movie where the astronauts show up. But I don't know if that's very interesting either. I don't know. Well, we'll see. They're making, they are definitely making it.
0: And we will see it in theaters if we ever get out of this (laughs) coronavirus situation. (laughs) Jury's still out on that one. Yeah. I was telling you the other day that watching these has opened my eyes to sci-fi a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So I feel like with movies, like, I did tell you I don't want to watch Arrival again because I really do not like that movie. Oof. But it has opened. I can no longer look at that movie and say it's because I don't like sci-fi. Because not, I clearly I like sci-fi. So it's not, like, the genre. It's, like, something else that I have to figure out.
1: What did you dislike? What What did you perceive that you disliked about sci-fi?
0: First of all, like, I immediately think, like, Gross. That's the very first thing that comes to my mind when I think of sci-fi. Like, texture
1: For our listeners who don't know...
0: I have a texture issue. So I can't watch certain things or it really bothers my brain.
1: Yeah. Annihilation.
0: Yeah, I can't watch that one. Is
1: one that I think otherwise you would love.
0: Yesterday I watched... I was, on, I was scrolling on Instagram and I saw a picture of a lizard shedding its skin. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't fall asleep for a while. That was really bad. It just kept circling in my mind. I also just didn't think That the stories would be compelling. Which is so stupid. But I didn't. I didn't think that I would like. I thought they were like all the conversations would be about like not human things. Like I wouldn't be able to relate to it on like a human level level. I like relationship movies where I can see, like, a relationship forming between the characters or, like, not, like, just romantic relationships, but, like, I didn't realize that Cause those... Because you like
1: dramas. You like comedies. Yeah, 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 You don't just, like... It's not like you... I only like romantic comedies. But I, I like,
0: like, human connection and, like... I guess not even human connection. Just connection and, like, stuff that... I mean, everyone does. Everyone likes something that they can relate to, right? That's why we watch movies. But, like, I didn't realize that... All of those elements are in sci-fi movies, which sounds so stupid, but I am sure it's how a lot of people feel.
1: I just feel like people judge some genres off the worst, the worst in the batch. Yeah. I mean, like what you're describing, would you necessarily say that you felt that watching the Star Wars prequels? Did you connect to them? No. That's what I'm saying. They were
0: done poorly. Yeah.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like a lot of people, I remember talking to someone who hated superhero movies and I was like, well, what ones have you watched? And they listed off like six or seven I'm like, yeah, well, those are the shitty ones. Yeah. So, like, every genre has that.
0: Well, or, like, when somebody is, like, I don't know, when somebody's, like chick flicks oh exactly. so boring it's Like, like oh, which ones have you watched yeah
1: they've yeah. watched like every genre can be written off by the worst examples yeah. in the genre that's been part of this grand experiment <laughs> <is> to...
0: <laughs> it's just learning about like what's good and once you know you can pick out certain things and it becomes more fun
1: well something I've noticed watching movies with you is I always felt like the Marvel movies for instance why they are so successful at what they do is because you care about the characters and you're with the same characters Characters over years, so you're able to watch them grow and develop. Yeah. So I knew trying to like lock you into that would have you, it would give you emotional buy-in when watching those movies. Yeah. I used to have to like prep you before we watched a movie to be like, okay, here's why right. you might like this movie, and I feel like now we just kind of sit down. Yeah. And you would probably just like a movie.
0: I think it's easier.
1: It makes it sound like I'm like your professor, but
0: no, no, but like you know a lot about movies and I didn't. At the start of this, I knew about the ones that I liked and I knew what I looked for in a movie, which was always like an emotional connection, but like now I know more about I mean, it's like anything, it's like cooking, you know, like you can cook one thing and then the more you learn, I don't know, your skills evolve and you're just, it's like more fun because you know what you're doing.
1: Well, even like, even other genres too. I feel like if I hadn't been exposed to musicals or like romance or romantic comedies growing up from my parents, I might just be just as dismissive of them too. Yeah. I also think that you have, I wouldn't say won me over to this genre, but I am more appreciative of it than I was before, but like horror movies. Yeah Woo-hoo. I still struggle. <laughs> but I mean, we watch a lot of movies that are have a lot of like thriller elements to it that I, I think I enjoy a lot more than I did. Yeah. And it's because I well, 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 we watched to a ton of them in October. yeah. And I feel like, yeah, I'm just able to kind of not be bothered by the things the aspects that like disturb me. Yeah. And more enjoy like the movie making or like how things are executed really well.
0: Yeah. We're learning so much. (laughs) We're growing and learning.
1: (laughs) You're an ape girl now.
0: I'm an ape. (laughs) I'm an ape. Just call me ape
1: girl. I can't believe you love this movie.
0: I, you know what? I'm just as surprised as you are. I didn't, I did not know how this was going to go.
1: The thing about these movies though, I love these movies. I own them. I've only seen them. That was the second time I'd seen War from the Planet of the Apes. They are not rewatchable movies. And so I'm glad that we got, I got to watch them with you because it, it's been really fun watching them. Like, cause when I watch them with you and you haven't seen them, it, it makes me like realize probably what you're seeing for the first time. So it's as close as rewatch, it's, it's as close to the experience of watching it again for the first time that I'm ever going to get. Yeah. But they're not ones I like to revisit because they are, they're, they're pretty dour. Yeah. And like the worldview, like there's very, there's some really optimistic elements to it, right? And like some very hopeful things. But there's also parts that are very, not really nihilistic. There's a like terrifying inevitability, especially in this third one. And you're kind of just reminded that of how fragile life really is and how much... that's kind of what we're sort of seeing on a smaller level right now. Yeah. Of how much things can really just be, like, picked apart, like, of what your lifestyle is and, like, how, like, your routines are and how much it can just kind of crumble if nature wants it to. Yeah. So there's there's a bit of that in the movies that really, like, existentially is heavy. So they're not really fun to revisit, but... Right. They are so... They're so good. They're great movies. Yeah. What would you say to young Courtney... To convince her to watch these movies.
0: They're so beautiful and cool. And like the characters are engaging. You want to be their friend. And it makes you think about...
1: How you treat apes.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Would you go see every Planet of the Apes I movie would. ever released?
0: I would. <laughs> I genuinely would. I mean, unless it looked really bad.
1: Right. Are you going to get an apes tattoo? Yeah. Where are you going to get one?
0: Uh, tramp stamp.
1: What is What is it?
0: Maurice... Arms out like this. Mm-hmm. Underneath it says, how do you stack up? Just like it does at the Hogle Zoo. Yeah. So. Yeah, I thought
1: you were going to get a wingspan one that says apes together strong.
0: <laughs> no, that's, you told me that you like that one. Did we ring this one out enough?
1: All right. We watched them. Um, yep. Courtney, if people want to reach the podcast, where can they find
0: us? On Instagram at wife watches yep. on twitter at wife underscore watches That's note right. the underscore Absolutely. you can email us at my watches movies at gmail.com leave us a review give us a rating thanks everyone thanks everybody watch you later and remember if we strive but fail and the world remains armed against itself then we've been divided because the hunger for peace is in the hearts of all